inquiring minds really want to know, John. Oh, hell. Well, I mean, we've seen more than one of these pictures of you grilling out this summer. And few folks have asked about, you know, the, the dot, dimple, or whatever that is you're, you're doing to the middle of those burgers. Oh, really? You know, I understand the, the, the dot, dimple, whatever you know, premise you want to call it, because it prevents it from raising up and, you know, whatnot what when you're cooking it. Yeah, it keeps it flat. But what is confusing to me and other people... Is how I put the barbecue sauce in the middle of the, the dot? Well, unless you're the only person I've ever seen that cooks their burgers on the grill one-sided, does it not just run off as soon as you flip the damn thing? Yeah, but then you get it on the spatula, and then at that point, you kind of coat both sides of it. So for a while of it, it, it actually cooks into the burger while it's sitting up top. And then as you're flipping the spatula over... You make sure to kind of drag the spatula so that the barbecue sauce is going to get on the spatula, and then you kind of coat both sides of the burger with the barbecue sauce. Sounds like a messy grill to me. It's not my grill. Everyone, my name is John Edwards, and with me is Zeke Baker, and together we make the Dad's Drinking Bourbon. Wherever you are, whatever time it is, thank you for making us a part of your day. Say hello to the folks, Zeke Baker. Hello, hello, Mr. Messy Grill Man. How are you? I'm glad I'm not the poor sap cleaning your grill. I clean the grill after I'm done. <laughs> the part that like drips way down in the grates and everything? Yeah. You like lift the, the things I off? I do my and- part. I do my part. Hey, if I were you, I'd do my part, too. It's called HOA. <laughs> How are you today? You know, it's uh, surviving. The weather this morning said the rest of the week's going to have a heat index above 100. Really? Middle of September. I'm, I'm thinking still... Halloween costumes are going to have to be skimpy this year. It's as hot as our friend David Lachosa's hot sauce. <laughs> that Lachosa's hot sauce. God. You told a you told a story about that one time, and we're going to make this quick just because we we do have. This is not an ad. He's our buddy, but he gave us some hot sauce. And Zeke, you didn't realize that there were flames, right? No, yeah. I, I went by the name, and so based on the names, I picked what I thought would have. Not much heat, but just more flavorful. You would assume the ghost would be... It had Carolina in it. Carolina's a mustard sauce. You would assume ghost would be the hottest one. Carolina is in the name. Carolina's a mustard sauce. I, I, I will stand by that to the end of time. But there's like a mango habanero. There's yeah, a I saw habanero. One. I'm like, man, I'm not touching that one. And, and those are... And it's the least number of flames. Those are the three flames... It's all good. It's all great hot sauce. I love what he does. He's a local guy. Check him out. It's not an ad at all. No, I mean, I'm stoked for, obviously, when cooler temps come around. But, you know, fall in general, crockpot style cooking, chilies, etc. Because, like, some sauces, you know, aren't don't pack much of a punch. You can literally apply that directly. I don't think these are best intended that way from what I discovered on my own. No, you got you to, gotta, less is more. With these ones. Yeah, or less on a cracker still burnt my tongue. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's good. It's going to be great in the winter when you need to warm up. Hey, you live, you learn. Yeah. But the ghost is probably where you want to be living at. You don't want to be living above the ghost. That three alarm fire is probably where you <laughs> should live on this one. 
It's like when I go to Hattie B's and I always order medium because you never know who's working. Sometimes the medium can be really, really mild. And sometimes the medium can be really, really hot. But I feel like if you go above that, you know it's just going to be really hot. Um, Sometimes that medium just lets you down, though. Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. It depends on who's working. Yeah, but you got to go at least hot. I mean, if it's more than you want, you suck it up and deal with it, buttercup. Because if you get that medium and it's a true medium. Just like you and MSP last week coming in with the. You're not going to be happy about that medium because you waited in line. You did all this stuff and you wanted hot chicken, not spicy chicken. Yeah. But check out our buddy David and his hot sauce. I, I know we'll do some. But speaking of cooking, right? Because you're asking me all about cooking. I love cooking. I'm always looking for new recipes and that hot sauce. I've done some good stuff with that. So the Chosa's hot sauce is great. No money was exchanged for us talking about this. It's just Zeke was telling me a story about how he, he got that hot sauce. And he looked at it. He said, hot damn. <laughs> Did you know there were flames on the side of that thing? I said, yeah, Zeke, it was the first thing I noticed. Hey, not always the smartest man in the room. Speaking of ads that we do have, go ahead and check out our friends, castcartel.com. They are finding ways to change the industry standard in the spirits business. So if you're like Zeke and you sit at home, you don't want to get up, the kid's been running around, you got two kids running around, and by the time you, you get through all that, you're like, I don't have time to go to the store and pick up my Pickers vodka or my you know, Smirnoff vodka, whatever it is, or or your whiskey or your gin or your tequila. Screwball. Screwball. Go ahead and go to cascartel.com. They will ship liquor directly to your door. They are changing the way we do things. They are not actually a liquor store. What they are is like the Amazon of the spirits business. So they hook you up with people that will actually ship to your house. They're doing awesome things. Go ahead and follow them on Instagram at Cast Cartel. You might even get samples of some of the stuff that they have. Last month, they sent out samples of Blood Oath Pack number five to everyone. So good, good things they're doing. They're also always, you know, if you follow them, you might get discounts on shipping. They always know shipping is a pain in the ass. So go ahead and check them out, castcartel.com. On an admin note, we are helping and podcasting from Bacon and Barrel on September 27th. Go ahead and go to baconandbarrel.com for tickets. If you like food and you like whiskey, this is the thing for you. I'm not going to go into detail because if you've been listening to our shows recently, you know all of the good pork and bacon and whiskey stuff that's going to be there. Bacon. Bacon. And bacon. 20 restaurants doing a pork or bacon thing. And bacon. Yeah. So go ahead, baconandbarrel.com on September 27th. Zeke, we are drinking today, and this is going to be one of those quick reviews. It is Bourbon Heritage Month. We get a lot of stuff sent to us, so we want to thank Sean Josephs at Pinhook for sending us over this bottle of Bourbon War before it was released in Nashville. Now, I think it's going to be released in Nashville this week or next week. You can look for other bottles of it if you like it, but it is the first of the Pinhook Vertical Series. Now, Pinhook did a vertical before with their older stuff. They now have 1,350 barrels that they bought in order to do this. And it is going to be 150 barrels released every year for nine years, each raising in price from five to 10 bucks year to year from this. The MSRP is going to be somewhere 40 to 50 bucks for this, more like 45 to 50. 
This is going to be something that comes in with their their traditional mash bill. 98 proofer, right? 98 proofer. Okay. Now, the proof might change year to year. Yep. That's what I was thinking. So I'm, I'm fine with that. I, I, I trust Sean and his palate. This one's four years old for now. Nose-wise, it reminded me somewhere of orange sherbet and cotton candy. I don't necessarily remember ever eating a, an orange-flavored cotton candy, but if you kind of had some orange sherbet and then a little bit like of the the fluffy, sugary kind of whatever goes on with cotton candy that makes it unique, that's where I'd put this. I know a lot about fluffy. <laughs> Beyond that, if you get a little further nose down in there to it, there definitely is a little bit of clove behind it I picked up. Uh, but, you know, just all things you would more or less kind of expect to be going on. Palette-wise, kind of a similar theme. It kind of reminded me, reminded me of like a, a vanilla orange swirl milkshake kind of thing or a float maybe, depending on what you had to, to mix it up with and whatnot. As it moves back a little further off the palate, uh, definitely pick up some rye. And it's not overwhelming, but for a 98-proof product, it, it's got enough sense to let you know that, you know, you're not just throwing back, uh, you know, Trulies or Claws or something. <laughs> um, if you can find Claws. <laughs> they had him at the rental this past weekend. I saw a box in the trash. Oh, man. That, that shit's allocated now. People <laughs> <laughs> be trading Pappy for it soon. People are going to be like, ISO, White Claw, Ford Trade, 900 bucks. <laughs> kind of as I, you know, honestly, I've drank into this glass pretty good. Uh, the only other note I really picked up that I, I thought was interesting was it kind of reminds me of biscuits or, or maybe waffles with, you know, just fresh melted butter on there. No syrup. Like, you hear some people take the, the, the biscuit, like, trays out of the oven, and, you know, they'll, they'll basically just paint the top of it with the butter. That was what that really reminded me of tasting was one of those. It's just, like, freshly had the butter painted on it. It really kind of reminded me of, uh, obviously, a, a different distillery but still mgp the uh the fomo pick that was out there well that one had a bunch of orange on it it, it was it was more citrus maybe a little more clove spice as well but it was cash strength but at the same time you know that was what a eight or ten year pick yeah and not everybody got the citrus on it and i don't know how you could miss it because there was just so much orange oh yeah it. i mean it was it was a great pour but like that was the big predominant note and that's why when i first really got into this i'm like ah. Oh. You know, four years is going to be a little younger. And it was like everybody in Nashville got orange on that, but other people didn't, and I don't know why. You know, as I kind of worked into it a little bit, I, I, the, the differences I really picked up were simply that it had much more of a, you know, a, a corn sweetness on the front. Not like mellow corn, but just young, sweet, sugary kind of thing, and, and just less meat, quote-unquote, on the back. Not knocking it, just really pointing out the differences in the two. No, and Sean always tries to do a very balanced pour. That's a, another thing to remember is when Sean is making a whiskey, he's coming at it from being a wine psalm. He wants this to be a very balanced, drinkable, 98-proof offering. Well, my, my, my final note simply says in quotations, drinker. Yeah, for sure. It is a drinker. It goes down. It's scary. I'll just say before I give my notes, it is scary how easy it is to drink this one because you sit there and you're like, oh, yeah, you know, this is 98 proof and it doesn't taste like a 98 proofer. Not saying 98 proof is super hot, you know, or it's not cast strength. It's not like we're drinking something that's 120 proof, but it goes down relatively easy. The nose for me is a lot of fruit and it's almost like a 
a mango. Like it reminds me of being in the Caribbean, like a tropical fruit with hints of fresh cut sawdust. Like I got, it's not oaky wood, maybe more like a, um, like a cedary type wood or something a little bit different. Like it's, it's not, it's not oaky, but it's, Sorry, I can't help you there. I, I didn't pick it up. I'm trying to, <laughs> but I got a little bit of like fresh cut wood, like that that smell you get when you, as soon as you cut, you know, you have the saw and you're oh, cutting yeah. into the wood and all of a sudden it's right there. The taste though, I got fruit, but I got a lot of chocolate and peanut too, where it was like hints of cocoa, hints of peanut, but not overly nutty because then there was like the corn. So it was hard for me to figure out. Like, what is the peanut part of it? And then what is, like, the hint of corn I get in there? And I think that's okay. It's not corn that you would expect from some distilleries. Like, when you have it, you're like, oh, this is a corny whiskey. It It's just hints of corn. Like, you know, I think it goes back to, to Sean being a psalm. Like, he wants you to know that the whiskey was made from corn, but it's not displeasing. It's just kind of an app. Like, it's like a... a a cooked corn. It's no, like I mean a, it's 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 balanced in there. It's the sweetness you want from the corn, but without the negative connotations that can go along with a younger whiskey. Yeah, yeah. And this isn't even. I w- I would say four years. I don't even call four years young. I hate when people say four years is young because shit. If the government can have regulations saying bottled and bond is four years old, I think that's the litmus test of like, okay, if it's younger than four years, we can go ahead and say it's young. If it's four years or older. Government has a regulation for four years, so let's all shut up. I digress. I like it. I like it a lot. Finish isn't going to overly, like you, you know, the finish is there, but I think it's just a balanced finish. It's part of the the whole offering from top to bottom. There's nothing that is particularly outlying. I'm with you. This is just something that I want to drink. Yeah, I mean, you know, some things a Glencairn is probably appropriate for. Some things... A rock glass is appropriate for. You talk about mason jar? Well, in my mind, I was trying to think of like a, you know, what you call it, the eight ounce glasses, but I guess it's a beer cup. Um, but no, I mean. Pint glass? T- to me, this is a, a a rock glass bourbon. I don't need 15 to 30 mLs in the Glencairn. No. I'm just going to let it go bloop, 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 bloop. And then in turn, it'll go bloop, 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 bloop. And I'm going to enjoy it, too, because this is <laughs> this is very enjoyable. I think when you're talking about just a good, solid drinker, that's what I get when I think of Pinhook. Is, it's just this is going to be a solid drinker. There's not going to be anything that is going to completely floor me either way. Like, it's not going to be very, very bad. It's not going to be one of those things where I'm like, oh, the nose is like this, and then the taste is like this. It's just a very balanced good solid drinker yeah you know you get in and uh you're in one of those circumstances where you you just need a pour and you know you don't want to be disappointed when i go to the ice cream store i get in trouble all the time because i order vanilla and then i get told that i'm not being adventurous right but i'm like listen i know every single time i order vanilla ice cream i'm going to enjoy it i'm not going to complain and i'm going to be happy that's the way i feel about pinhook I like vanilla ice cream, chocolate chip cookies. I'm, I'm simple. As one of my closest friends I've known for longer than most told me one time, uh, Baskin Robbins has 31 flavors for a reason. Everybody has their vanilla, quote unquote. Yep. But them other 30 still sell. And every now and then you get a hankering. 
And that's when I go in and I say, could I have a sample of that? <laughs> could I have a sample of the Reese's peanut butter one? Could I have a sample of this like crumbleberry one? And then all of a sudden I'm like, ah, you know what? I'm just going to give it that one. I was just saying you should use that story kind of ambiguously and metaphorically and might get a different tune on. You get that vanilla there, big boy. I like you on vanilla. You just want me to get vanilla so you can get the other ones? No, you missed it. Not surprised. <laughs> So we're both a buy on this one, right? Well, how much is it? I don't think. It's did you say? I 45 to 50 bucks. Okay. Yeah. I, I assumed that, but I honestly didn't catch it if you said in the beginning, so that's my fault. But yeah, as long as it's in the uh, the wheelhouse of where the other pinhook offerings have been, it's good. And uh, it, it, as hot as it still is right now, nobody wants high proof stuff. They have to just overly cautiously sip on. You just want something sweet. Great flavor and enough of a little ride to let you know you're doing something adultish. There you go. And Nashville store owners, I know this is dropping this week or next week. I'm looking for a case. <laughs> uh, go ahead and hit me up. You know where to find me. You can also find Dad's Drinking Bourbon at Dad's Drinking Bourbon on Facebook, Dad's Drinking Bourbon on Instagram, Bourbon Dads on Twitter. You can find our Facebook group, answer a couple questions. We will let you in. Join the fun. It's good times. There's like 5,000 people in there, and everybody is cool as shit. So go ahead and join our Facebook group. Find us on your favorite podcast app. Please leave us an, an open and honest review, just like we leave open and honest reviews to the whiskey we drink. I don't think you guys realize how much that actually helps us. So when it, it's helping other people find us, it, it helps bump us up in the search results a little bit. So please go ahead and find us, rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. Zeke, where else can the folks find us? Good old Nashville, Tennessee, if we don't sweat ourselves to death. Cheers. Ciao. Ciao.